Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinsing, episode 540. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, returning for 2022, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $11 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. Last week, I recorded our 2021 year in review for the Slow Flowers show, and today we're sharing the audio as part of our podcast episode. I'm joined by Karen Thornton, our events and operations manager, and Nisha Blancas, our social media manager. And the three of us discuss the highlights, achievements, and special accomplishments of 2021. You can find links, photos, and videos about the themes and topics we discuss in today's show notes for episode 540 at slowflowerspodcast.com. Be sure to check it out and let's get started. Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Show with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 540. Well, it's that time again, uh, the beginning of a new year. This is our first vodcast of 2022, and today the topic at hand is a review of all we achieved and experienced in 2021. I think we're all happy that the year is over. I'm joined by two key members of the Slow Flowers team, Karen Thornton, our operations and events manager. Hi, Karen. Hey, good to see you. Uh, good to see you too. And Nisha Blancas, our social media manager. Hi, Nisha. Hello, hello. These ladies are going to help review our highlights. And as we wrap things up for 2021, we'll try to look at 2022. As historians have taught us, you can't plan for the future without knowing the past, right? <laughs> okay, let's jump right in and start our conversation. Um, I'll be sure to share our sponsored thank yous at the end of the show. So welcome to you both, Karen and Nisha. Thanks for joining me. You're both such valuable, essential mm -hmm. members of our Slow Flowers team, and I'm so grateful for your talents and your commitment to the Slow Flowers mission. Well, you know, we love it. <laughs> As Well, we can't be together, so this is the best we can do. As we discussed prior to going live this year, rather than taking a, a chronological month-by-month -month walk through 2021, we thought it would be useful to touch on each of our programs, channels, and activities by topic, just to switch it up a little bit from last year. So first up, membership. I want you both to jump in with additional thoughts. Uh, in 2021, we achieved our highest level of Slow Flower Society membership since the launch of littleoldslowflowers.com in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, we've grown to 880 members in all 50 states and most Canadian provinces. It's such a wonderful growing community of progressive, sustainably minded flower people. Our monthly meetups 
our member meetups were a highlight for me. Beginning last January, when we hosted Rachel Johnson of Simply Grounded, who kind of got us started with the year with that beautiful Sugetsu Ikebana session, uh, the monthly meetups have been great. They've averaged about 50 attendees all year long, some more, some less. Sometimes we had a number of presenters. Other times we included breakout sessions. The meetups actually began in 2020 as a way to connect with each other during the early days of the COVID pandemic. I don't think any of us realized how valuable these Zoom calls would become over the ensuing months. And in 2021, we averaged, um, as I said, 50 attendees each meetup, and the replay videos have been watched more than 1,200 times. So we're going to keep doing it in 2022. Karen, <laughs> what was your favorite meetup of 2021? Um, I had to think about this question this morning, but <clears throat> excuse me, I think that I've decided that it was the Hellebore oh. one with um, Riz, who's just such a delight, and Pam, who is amazing as well. I don't remember what month it was. I but think it was maybe March. Yeah, I just think the Hellebore is an intriguing <laughs> plant in general. My mom has always had them, and to see people designing with them was interesting. And just to see like Pam and Riz's excitement both you know from sort of two different perspectives was really great so there was a just, bit of a there was a bit of a grower designer geek out moment there yeah, wasn't there yeah I just love that I mean we see that with the little flowers community a lot between farmers and florists and and all of that but that one in particular I feel like it was just like one of those like things that was just so perfect for those two people to be representing and presenting yeah, so I love that one it was awesome how about you Nisha um, I mean, I might be biased about this one, but I think it was the June meetup and it was all about the botanical couture creations <laughs> for the year. Yeah. And yes, I was a part of it, but um, my favorite part was actually just listening to all the designers and how they came up with their creations and just kind of like, you know, the behind the scenes moments and just sharing you know, their tips and tricks that they used and just, I don't know, going into detail. I, I felt like I was geeking out a little bit because, <laughs> you know, I was there. I mean, that's the magic of that. We're going to talk about American Flowers Week and Botanical Couture later. So um, uh, we'll move on. I will want to just say that Hellebore session with Pam and Riz, I think is our highest viewed uh, replay really? video. I think there's almost 400 people have watched it. And um, it's sort of cool that we're talking about that because it's about time to start planning your hellebores again now. Uh, and also, let's point out that that was one of our highest Instagram posts of the year, too. Really? The, the black hellebores. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. Oh, Nisha, yeah. high five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that factoid I forgot about. Okay. What what was over 1,000 people? Uh, oh, it was it? like 4,000 or something. It was something ridiculous. Wow. Awesome. That's your talent, lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Continuing with membership, one of my favorite accomplishments of the year was designing and producing the Member Marketing Toolkit, which is a digital 42-page booklet that answers all of the questions our members might have regarding you know, ways to participate and get the most out of their membership. And then more recently, during our October Member Appreciation Month, we produced a special member benefit booklet with like discounts and coupons from Slow Flowers Society and our sponsors. And so if you're watching this and you're like, what is she talking about? You know, <laughs> get in touch and we'll send you the link. And um, it's for members only. And we really want you to take advantage of that, that um, you know, val valuable resource. 
Yeah, we should definitely send those out again with the spring cleaning that you mentioned as well. I think it'd be a great way for folks to just sort of root themselves in their listings and slowflowers.com too, but we can talk more about that in a minute. But I also want to talk about our November annual member survey, something I work on uh, closely with you, Deborah, each year as the operations manager for Slow Flowers. It's sort of the litmus for me and for Deborah to just sort of reflect, like you said, on the last year, but also what improvements we can make moving forward and all of that. So the survey informs not only our planning and forecasting for the year to come, but, you know, gives us highlights and and sometimes a pat on the back too, which is nice in the last few years, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, um, a little, we feel a little lonely sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but the annual member survey this year gave us a 4.6 out of 5 satisfaction rating, um, which is wonderful. I think it was just a slight uptick from um, the 2020 um, the previous year's um, mm-hmm. survey. Um, this year, too, we had a 75% rate um, uh, for the value of the Slow Flowers membership as high value or very high value. And an 82, almost 83% said that they were very likely or extremely likely to renew their membership in the upcoming year. So those are just sort of two baseline numbers that I look at and that Deborah looks closely at to just sort of see, you know, how we're doing and what we need to improve on. And it's exciting to move into the new year with those numbers. Mm. Yeah, that's really rewarding to hear those percentages. And uh, I thank you both. And I thank Lisa Wad, who's been managing membership this past year for keeping our little organization so member focused. I also want to say that for everyone who completed the survey, uh, their names were put into a drawing for two cool prizes. So um, that, uh, that was just a little incentive. And, you know, we like to give, we like to share the love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Karen, I know you're going to talk about something that we just wrapped up, and I'll pull it up on the screen while we're talking. Yeah, so um, slowflowers.com, our original home online, um, we invested in some important upgrades to the software platform literally just in the last several weeks. We've wrapped that up um, in December, and we're calling it Slowflowers 3.0. I have to say this time around, it was really our goal, our intention to improve the user experience for the consumer and functionality for our members too. Um, it looks it looks pretty as well, in my opinion, which I think is nice as well. Um, but, you know, it's uh, like we said, we're planning a virtual sort of spring cleaning later in January to share some of the ways that um, active members of Slow Flowers um, can maximize their profile and their brand through slowflowers.com. Um, so keep your eye out on uh, out for that in the coming weeks. We'll be sure to record a tutorial as well to be able to replay and just sort of see what you can do to reach more consumers through the platform. That's awesome. And I, um, I just think that now that we've got this platform working out, this is the platform we're going to use to do the tutorial. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yay for that. Um, okay. I want to uh, bring Nisha in for this next entry in the year in review, American Flowers Week. We alluded to it. Nisha, you are truly our resident fashionista. You make us look stylish, um, but you aren't a florist or a floral designer or a flower farmer. So you blew our minds with your two-look botanical couture creation, which you designed, constructed, styled, and photographed 
What an amazing accomplishment. I'm going to pull it up on the screen and uh, let's talk a little bit about your project and the uh, all the other looks uh, that we featured. And then maybe you can talk about some of the other highlights that um, meant the most to you because uh, we're starting to plan it all again, right? We're thinking about American Flower, Flowers <laughs> Week coming right up. Um, here is our our beautiful design by Nisha that we just referred to. Um, she did two looks. This is ended up becoming the cover of our flip book. So I'll just flip through this Nisha and let you uh, riff a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you still, do you still dream about your designs Nisha? Oh, I do. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually like already in this whole brainstorming moment of thinking for this year. So, <laughs> Oh, you heard it here first. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that hellebore dress. Speaking of which, that that yep. was just amazing. Jenny I love Diaz. Jenny's. Jenny's was beautiful. Oh my I mean, gosh. even the story behind it was just amazing. I think that's what I loved most about everybody's designs this year. There was some type of story behind each and every one of them. And I don't know, I just felt like it spoke volumes as well as the flowers. I think it also really more than in past years represented sort of what was happening in the world, uh, you know, not just what was happening in the florists world, but like, right. you know, the, the wildflower, the wildfires in California being represented, um, this sort of, you know, focus on equity and diversity and inclusion. And yeah, I think it's just really powerful. Well, and I love, uh, yeah, I love this RGB this, tri yeah, floral the tribute. RGB tribute. <laughs> Our friend Tammy yeah. did with Laura Bloom. Yeah. Yeah, we just covered all bases. But that is that is from our members. And yeah, yeah. It came from the creators. And oh, that's, I love that shot. Yeah. And that's that's our dream dress with Johnny's. And uh, that was pretty amazing. So, yeah, you see the crazy range of beauty that comes from the Slow Flowers team and um we are going to do it again for 2022 so uh i just wanted to show that real quick and um you know touch on some of the other highlights with american flowers week so american flowers week june 28th through july 1st i think we've done it now for eight years uh we had 12 botanical couture looks to celebrate in 2021 uh we had a webinar in in january that had 45 downloads but i think maybe 50 or 60 people attended and that's still available if you're interested in learning more for maybe doing a design yourself we'll share that with you lots of lash local and national press generated and i don't want to forget that we also celebrated canadian yeah, flowers week we did uh july 15th through 21st 2021 thanks to becky feesby of prairie girl flowers who uh, teamed up with us to do that that was a whirlwind seven-day Instagram series. <laughs> yeah, I feel like was, that was one of those things that just like the idea sparked and then you guys just launched into it and it was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was really good. I mean, we I felt like we were able to capture more people to just tune in on Instagram randomly and it was just more content to be pushed out for the Slow Flowers movement. Yeah. yeah. And just, just hearing like back to your point about story, Nisha, you know, how everybody has a unique path, but they all, the common thread of, of all is just this love of, of flowers and, um, love yeah. of the environment. So it uh, was inspiring. Um, okay. Well, next up, one of the highlights of 2021 is very notable because it has, it took two years to make, make happen. <laughs> the slow flowers summit, our fourth annual gathering, 
uh, happened in 2021. It wasn't consecutive though, because we had to take 2022 off. But when I asked Karen to share her feedback, she gave it in one word. Wowzer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like from all uses of the word, the planning, the replanning, the pivoting, the repivoting, the creativity, the speak. I mean, then, and then once it happened, the creativity and the energy and yeah, it was just, it was epic. (laughs) Yes, it was. And I'm glad you remember it because you didn't (laughs) take a pause for 48 straight hours when we got to Filoli. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, like you said, two years in the making, we felt like we planned it basically two or three times over, if not more. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just can't, I can't say enough first about our amazing vendor partner, uh, venue partner, Filoli. I mean, if, if, if ever I would go through event planning for two years for one event during a pandemic, I would say I would love to do it with Filoli (laughs) again. (laughs) Um, Just their willingness to put, put everything into it and their hospitality and graciousness all along the way. Um, really, and frankly, being willing to have some hard conversations um, all along the way was just wonderful. And um, and then once you're on the property, you know, for day of, it's just hard to be like, it literally is almost like a dream, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, yeah. Definitely like a fantasy nirvana Yeah. And and I mean, especially sort of coming out of quarantine for so many of us, you know, it was my first as an event planner, my first event back in person. And I am sure many, if not all of our attendees, um, you know, first sort of trip or experience or conference or event. And it was just, it was just amazing. And to be able to do it safely, I think that we definitely lucked out just sort of being in between waves, um, being able to shift it all outdoors because of the beautiful California weather and because of the venue um, was just great. I want to give props to to our catering. Um, our catering partner, Town Kitchen, was just wonderful also. I mean, the talk about shifting and pivoting and how to safely feed a couple hundred people three meals a day uh, with COVID protocols. They yeah. just... They ran with it and they did wonderful. And I know, I know what you're laughing at. And it's that Deborah and I afterwards were like, I can't wait to not eat out of a box anymore for future events. I but mean, if ever I'm going to eat out of a box, it will be Town Kitchen's boxes. I mean, were, yeah, it was, it was like delightful food. Hors d'oeuvres in a bento box. Okay. Yeah. And, and cocktails in a can. Okay. <laughs> but all beautiful and wonderful. And I'm so thankful to have partnered with with both of them. It oh my gosh, you pulled you pulled off a feat. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah. We we yeah. we all pulled off a feat. I, I want Nisha to jump in with her favorite memories, but before we do that, I have to stop and thank Nisha for actually being our pandemic journalist because she <laughs> yeah. went to she went to Filoli in June of 2020 when the summit was supposed to take place and yeah. shot beautiful video and photography and filmed a design session with Emily Sager yeah. and helped produce my Instagram live interview with Jim Salyards, all while masks, of course. But as you know, you raised our expectations in 2020 and you exceeded them in 2021 when you continued to pull off amazing social media, Nisha, to really connect our community who couldn't be there uh, with what what was going on. So I'd love to know what some of your highlights were. (laughs) Other than your your whole wardrobe, that was a highlight for me. (laughs) Also epic. (laughs) I'm, 
I was thinking about it. So it seems like it was so long ago for me, <laughs> but um, it was such a blast. That's, I mean, that's the only thing I can say is that it was such a blast. And for me, thinking about the highlights, a lot of my highlights were me being a fly on the wall, to be honest. And it was just kind of witnessing everyone interacting and smiling and just kind of being all together again safely and just like seeing the little bracelets on everyone that like kind of indicated like you can hug me, you can not mm. hug me or whatever. Um, so I forgot people, about those. <laughs> it was interesting. That was fun. Um but I don't know, just kind of witnessing everyone interacting again in person. And then also, I really enjoyed the hands-on experience with the Fioli takeover. I thought that was uh. something very magical. Just, you know, seeing everyone in their element and just creating something beautiful and it, having it all come together at the end. And, I mean, I was able to do the walkthrough with Missy with, yeah. you know, no one in the house and just letting the flowers be the one, like the focal point of the whole house was just like something beyond. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if we can ever replicate it. And I think we just have to be open to the next exciting, inspiring experience. And right. speaking of which, we are ready to do it all again for 2022, Karen. So, um, we kicked it off December 1st, and we have almost 50 people registered for the Summit 2022, so we're on a roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're cautious, cautiously optimistic is still in my vocabulary <laughs> um, as an event planner, and right now we're feeling, we're feeling optimistic about being able to gather safely again in 2022. Two beautiful venues once again, um, just such, such an inspiring location with yet another amazing mission um, that we're partnering with. So yeah, it, it's just going to be another great one. I know. Yep. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and we're heading to the East coast. We'll be at Stone Barn Center for food, sustainable, no Stone Barn Center for food and agriculture in mm -hmm. Pocantico Hills, New York, and also the red barn at Maple Grove farm in Bedford, New York, which they're just 20 minutes or so away from each other. So um, pretty exciting. All right. Well, we've talked a little bit about Nisha's social media achievements, but I think uh, what we did in 2021, Nisha, what you did was next level. I mean, seriously, in the survey, Karen pointed out to me that 91% of our members follow Soulflower Society on Instagram, while more than 45% follow us on Facebook. So we know it's important and we are really lucky to have Nisha manage all of this. So, um, I don't know if you want to sh share anything else, Nisha, about uh, what we what we achieved through social media in 2021. I'm I'm sure other people have heard about this too, but 2021 was an interesting year for social media, especially when it comes to Instagram. Um, Instagram had noted that they are no longer a photo sharing app, so I felt like this year we had to kind of have some learning curves and, you know, go into reels and TikToks and all the video um, type of content. So that was fun. And, and, it, and so far it's being fun. So. Thank goodness for you, because I don't want to learn those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like one of the things that I always, I'm always sort of, you know, a sidestep away from what you do, which is just so creative and beautiful 
and represents slow flowers so well, but sort of to your point, Deborah, about the community, to me, Nisha, you sort of set the pace and lead by example for all of our Slow Flowers members too. I mean, just to, just them seeing what's possible and being able to learn how to do it through you, I think is so huge. Just, just really huge. <laughs> and we did um, finally switch from my Slow Flowers, which I, I don't know, that's Deborah starting an Instagram account before Nisha was there to advise her, uh, to now we are Slow Flowers Society on Instagram. We also launched Slow Flowers Summit yeah. uh, on Instagram, which is really fun because um, as we build up to, well, we launched it before our 2021 summit, but as we build up again for 2022, that'll be a, a go-to place to get, you know, get to meet speakers and, and get inspiration. Right. Um, I mean, I'm kind of calling that our sub our sub account that yeah. will just be all things, you know, summit related. And, you know, we'll continue doing all our fun, normal Slow Flowers Society stuff on, you know, Slow Flowers Society. Um, that's great. Should Do you want to share our um, Slow Flowers by the numbers? I think I can get that yeah. menu up on the screen um, right now and share it. And... Um, see yeah. if there's anything quickly that we can um, touch on. I mean, I do have them written down too. Oh, you do? Okay. You, why don't you yeah. go through them and I'll just share them on the screen. Yeah. So this year we finally reached 39.1 thousand followers. Oh my gosh. Um, so we've grown and we now have, we have reached 2.4 million accounts across Instagram <sighs> In I can't even fathom so, what that means. I, I know, it's so crazy. <laughs> that's how many eyes we've gotten on our content. So that's pretty cool. Wow. And then as for impressions, we've hit 2.6 million. So wow. we're growing, Amazing. we're growing. That is, that's exciting and inspiring. And I, I feel like, um, you know, just the, the hashtag slow flowers is globally used and, oh, right. um, it's, it's sort of become the, the shorthand for so seasonal, sustainable and local flowers, um, in every market, not just in the U S and Canada. Well, there's so many ways that we share inspiring news and resources with you, our members and our audience in 2021, we invested in a short three minute slow flowers video to introduce our organization to the potential uh, to potential members, strategic partners and supporters. Um, we all worked on this a little bit. The video was filmed and edited by Elena Earhart of Elena Earhart studio. And it features me clipping flowers in the slow flowers cutting garden. It features the fabulous gathering of members at Filoli historic house and garden at the 2021 summit and a visit to University of Washington Farm with our member, Riz Reyes, who we just talked about, our hellebore expert. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I'm just really grateful that we produced it. I, I also want to thank the members who shared their voices of endorsement and support in the video, including Sarah Reyes of Wildflower and Fern, Toby Nelson of Toby Nelson Events and Design, and Laura Gonzalez of Swallow's Secret Garden. And I want to show the video real quick, and I want yeah. to say, look closely. You might see yourself there. Let's see if we can get it up. I love this video. So few people know where the flowers they buy come from. The floral marketplace is based on this unsustainable model, buying a perishable product from one or more continents away and then shipping them to us on jumbo jets. I just feel there's a better way to produce and consume flowers and that's to support a domestic alternative. 
The Slow Flower Society is for flower lovers. That could be an enthusiast, a home gardener like I started out being, or a professional. It's for anyone who cares about supporting domestic flowers, domestic agriculture, and sustainable design practices in the floral industry. Even though we're all across the country, it's creating this really small world of slow florists and slow farmers. Members in the Slow Flower Society are united by a desire to have a positive impact on the earth and to change the trajectory of our industry. The Slow Flower Society is this platform of ideas, inspiration, content. We have events, we have causes we celebrate. Throughout the calendar year, there's some place for people to plug in to learn something new. Slow Flower Society has been a door opener. You have access to a number of PR opportunities that give you a chance to reach an audience that you'd never reach without your Slow Flowers membership. We are this vibrant, growing, diverse, inclusive family of floral entrepreneurs who want to change people's relationship with flowers. And really being a Slow Flowers Society member should give you the confidence to create a business that reflects your values. And we want to support that. Became a member and I feel like it just really built my confidence. When I saw Slow Flowers, I felt like I had found the flower mothership. We're just sharing that exchange of information and excitement and feeling that support is incredible. I just step back and marvel at the way this little idea has snowballed into a collective and inclusive gathering of ideas, voices, values, all around flowers and all around the belief that we can change the floral marketplace. We can redefine what is beautiful. That feels good. Well, that was pretty fun to see again, wasn't it? That last closing shot with the aerial view of the farm, I love it. Yes, Elena had to use her uh, drone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And we know Missy uses it for some of her shots too. So that was great. Thanks for watching that with me. Um, As you guys know, and our audience knows, I come from journalism, having spent my career writing for newspapers and magazines and authoring more than one dozen books. I'm I'm an old person. So no (laughs) surprise, we love producing our newsletter. And we loved sending it out at the beginning of each month. The Slow Flowers newsletter is a popular resource for our members. In fact, more in the recent survey, more than three quarters of you tell us you usually usually or always read it. So that's cool. And it's always archived. Um, and you can find the archives at slowflowers.com. Um, I like to treat the newsletter as a chronicle of all we've achieved from month to month. And the uh, as I said, the, you can find the archives in the footer of slowflowers.com. Our content is rich, informative, and inspiring. We try not to make it spammy or, or marketing language-like. It's, 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 it's journalistic. And uh, our newsletters, uh, well, we want them to keep you up to date on, on events and PR opportunities available to members. So, you know, some of those PR things I refer to, they happen in an ongoing way. And whenever I'm asked to write for a floral magazine or a flower farming publication or a farming publication, it's a priority to us to feature our members and their expertise as sources. In 2021, um, that meant including our members in several articles for Johnny C's newsletter. It's called JSS Advantage. Uh, We did a guest piece for Details Flowers Software featuring our florists. 
uh, guest articles for Florist Review, Growing for Market, and Longfield Gardens, among other outlets. Those are benefits to our members. You can file these stories under Slow Flowers Adv- Advocacy and Outreach, and I'm especially excited to, about our partnership in 2021 with the National Gardening Association and GardenResearch.com. We included, for the first time, cut flower questions in the National Gardening Survey. The findings were published in April, and they revealed encouraging national attitudes about local and domestic cut flowers. And in 2022, we're going to do it again. We're joining with National Gardening Association to dig deeper into attitudes and consumer behavior. This time, we're going to ask about where people buy their local and domestic flowers. We can't wait to share that with you. It'll be available probably in April. So um, really important um, investment in information that benefits the entire industry. So Karen, I know you wanted to you you wanted to especially address something that you find so moving, and I'm so glad that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, like you said, makes it easy for me to sort of tag along as a non-floral, non-gardener person with the slow flowers movement, and you personally, Deborah, is your commitment and just sort of values-based approach to not only your business and organization, um, the community that you're building. Um, but you know, the, the way, the way you live your life too. And that's, um, with justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion at the forefront. So, you know, as Deborah and I were working through during our weekly meeting, um, in the past week about just sort of our year in review sort of debrief, um, I wanted to make sure that we highlighted that as an organization and how important it is to us as individuals and collectively as slow flowers. So, you know, an, an easy and obvious one is just your ongoing support of women business owners. Um, a good portion of our Flowers members being florists are, are females, are women. And so that's obviously a strong one. Um, we also in early 2021 um, updated the Slow Flowers Manifesto to include the statement of pursuing equity, inclusion, and representation in the floral marketplace, um, intentionally um, valuing Black floral uh, professionals as well in your business practices. Um, I also think it's really dynamic, you know, as an event planner to see so many um, non-white faces on your um your speaker lists. Um, I just, it, it's appalling to me when I get so many um, emails and advertisements for other events where all of those little bubbles with headshots in them are still full of white faces. <laughs> um, so your representation of BIPOC and LGBTQ plus presenters and speakers at not only the meetups, but also the summit is really huge. Um, I know that we, you know, uh, intentionally find um, Black artists and BIPOC artists who support the American Flower Week illustrations. And, you know, the other dynamic thing to me about the um, American Fla- Flowers Week botanical couture um, this year was how many um, uh, people of color there were as models, which I think is wonder- wonderful and obviously increases representation in all ways as well. So, um, it's, you know, something close to my heart for a lot of different reasons, yours too. And I'm just proud to be able to be part of an organization that prioritizes it. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I, I'm, I think it's just, um, it's essential. If we are going to talk about sustainability, we have to talk yeah. about human sustainability as well as environmental sustainability. I yeah. don't know, Nisha, do you have any other thoughts you want to add on that? 
No, Karen said it perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we have a beautiful world and we want to feature everybody. And um, thanks for helping me do that. Other gratifying achievements uh, is our, has been our focus on education. We've already discussed the monthly meetups and how rewarding that habit has become for so many, second Friday of every month. Um, our other educational offerings um, include offering uh, our members free access to webinars with our partners, including Johnny Seeds, Bloom Imprint, Association or American Institute of Floral Designers. Uh, we also participated in the Flurvana Floral Summit and gave uh, a, a really uh, – I think either free or low price uh, login for people to participate in that. We also taught the Slow Flowers Creative Workshop in January and helped so many aspiring writers flex their writing muscles and learn new skills. And we're going to do it again this month. So uh, speaking of writing, 2021 for me (laughs) witnessed the debut in January of the publishing branch of Slow Flowers, Bloom Imprint. Um, I want to give a shout out to Robin Ovney, my uh, partner in crime on that. And Robin's been a phenomenal partner. And she's committed to the mission of Slow Flowers to the point where Bloom Imprint, uh, it only publishes books by and about Slow Flowers members. Um, so I might as well just brag on our first book mm-hmm. of 2021, which was Where We Bloom, featuring 37 Slow Flowers members in their studio spaces and, and creative spaces. And then in October, we published uh, Slow Flowers member, Holly Heider Chapel of uh, Cha- the Chapel Designers and Hope Flower Farm. And that uh, was pretty awesome, too. Um you guys were invited to participate in our virtual book launch. We did a couple webinars with Garden Design Magazine and Mornings with Mayesh, all to highlight our members who are in these projects. Um, coming up really soon are a few other books that I'm very excited about. So you'll stay tuned and hear about Growing Wonder by Felicia Alvarez. Mm. It's all about organic rose growing for flower farmers. And Black Flora by Terry Spate uh, coming up in uh, March featuring uh, the stories of 22 inspiring black flower farmers and floral designers, many of whom are Slow Flowers members. And those will follow up with Slow Flowers members like Adam and Jennifer O'Neill of Pepper Harrow Farm. They have a book coming out called Small Farm Big Dreams, which I love. And um, in April, a a beautiful interior design, floral-centric interior design book by Cynthia Zamaria of House and Flower. And that book is called house and flowers. So those things are coming up and um, we are just constantly looking for ways to plug our members into those. Karen, do you want to talk a little bit of housekeeping or is there anything, I guess I'd like you to thank our sponsors maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth noting that we can't do any of this without the support and I would say persistent and ongoing support of our fabulous Slow Flowers sponsors. Um, So for 2021, our lead sponsor was Farm Girl Flowers and we look forward to continuing that partnership in 2022. Um, Major sponsors, Longfield Gardens, Johnny's Seeds, The Garden Workshop, flowerfarm.com, Red Twig Farm, uh, Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, and Rooted Farmers. We also have some additional channel specific sponsors, which includes Mayash Wholesale, Cal Flowers, Rody.com, Details Flowers Software, 
Coolbot and Scenic Place Peonies as well. And we had more support from sponsors than ever in 2021 and just can't thank them enough and appreciate them supporting the mission of Slow Flowers. Yeah, thank you. And that really helps us fund all the activities that we're doing um, and keep our membership uh, levels affordable. Yeah. Uh, okay, finally, we must note all of our podcast achievements. If you're watching this conversation that Nisha, Karen, and I are having on either Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you'll realize video is one of our new initiatives or was one of our new initiatives for 2021. Since it was our eighth anniversary of the Slow Flowers podcast in late July, we thought, well, let's mix it up and add video. And let me just say, Nisha has been at telling me to add video for a while. You told me what the word vodcast means, Nisha. Thank you. <laughs> so I think it means a mashup of video and podcast, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we have added video interviews, aka vodcasts, to the mix. So in 2021, this, the podcast won a silver award for podcasts from GardenCom, which is the Association of Gar International Association of Garden Communicators. Um, we I only have run the vodcast component for five months, and we've had uh, almost 2,400 views on YouTube. Um, I'm not even counting Facebook Live. Um, lifetime, lifetime downloads of the podcast over 800,000, 801,000 at late most recent counting. Amazing. And in 2021 alone, 96,383 podcast episode downloads. That is mind boggling. Um, we moved over just recently to slowflowerspodcast.com. We have a new uh, platform for that which makes it easier for people to find when they're searching. And Karen, I told you I was going to add up the number of guests in 2021, but I ran, I, I, I got distracted. So it's at least 52 because we know I there were 52 say, weeks. I bet it's 80 or 85. <laughs> that's my estimate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there were times when I had three or four people on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a really fun way to uh, kind of, look in the rearview mirror and pat ourselves, as Karen said earlier, pat ourselves on the back and realize we have really worked hard for this organization and we're, we're grateful for what, what you helped us achieve. Um, before we wrap up, do either of you have any closing thoughts? Uh, are you guys happy to turn the page to January and put <laughs> December and all of 2021 behind you? I know that I am. I've been looking forward to 2022 for a long time. You guys know my story of 2020 uh, of 22s in my life. So here, bring yes. it on. I'm ready. Oh, 22, 22 is your lucky number. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't refer to it as my lucky number. Oh, sorry. It's sort of my life number. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> my business is named after it. And yeah, I, February 2nd, 2022 is going to be a big day. Oh, we have to plan something. <laughs> That is like, all right, Nisha can already think of some kind of fun graphic for that. How about you, Nisha? What You're always so positive and optimistic, so I never know when you're ready to pull your hair out. Um, I felt like I learned a lot in 21, um, but I'm ready for 22 and, you know, take what I've learned last year into this year and try to make it better. Um, yeah, and not try to stress out. Absolutely, life's still going to happen regardless. So. The garden keeps blooming. Uh, I agree. 
it, it, when all the snow melted here in Seattle, my hellebores were still blooming. So what a wonderful metaphor. <laughs> well, I thank you both so much. This has been really fun. Uh, I thank you listeners for joining us and I'll see you next week. my head is spinning. This was so great. I believe the year in review exercise is so valuable for anyone to do, either for evaluating your personal or your professional calendar. And as creatives and solopreneurs, we so often work in isolation and that silent echo chamber causes us to forget that our work makes a difference. There are countless people we influence, impact and affect throughout our efforts. And it's important to pause and think about it. And thank you for engaging with the Slow Flower Society and all our endeavors. This review reminded me that our efforts are worth it because of you, our members, our followers, and our community. Karen mentioned her thanks and acknowledgement of our annual premier, major, and channel sponsors. And I'll reiterate that we couldn't achieve all of our programming, content, education, and advocacy without them. Please visit slowflowerspodcast.com to see the full list of our sponsors and find links to find out more, more information about each of them. And a calendar note, remember you're invited to join our January Slow Flowers Meetup on Friday, January 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. It will be a very special session kicking off the year perfectly by introducing the Slow Flowers Floral Insights and Industry Forecast for 2022, which I will present with my publishing partner, Robin Ovney of Bloom Imprint. Our members and listeners will be the first to preview the forecast for 2022. You can find the pre-registration link in today's show notes or in our profile link for Slow Flower Society on Instagram. See you there. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than 804,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, Check out all of our resources at slowflowersociety.com and consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at slowflowerspodcast.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and the Slow Flowers Podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com. Mm-hmm.